I have been in movie screenings where 10 minutes into a movie, the person next to me has whipped out his phone and has started tweeting about how bad a movie is. And if people decide that this is a film that I'm going to rip apart, that's God help the filmmaker because uh, that's going to happen. I think it was a difficult transition. I think it's only of late that I've eased up in front of the camera. If you're going to read a review of, my, of mine, you're giving me probably five minutes of your life to read that review. Five minutes that you will never get back. I take that very seriously. I want to fill those five minutes with uh, engaging stuff. Have you ever wondered you know, about this uh, craziness about the associated industries around uh, you know, this whole film industry? So have you wondered why there is so much uh, adulation, accolades, and even attention uh, for you know, a professional reviewer? That's one part of the question. And the second part of the question is, uh, you probably don't fit into that stereotypical image of a Tamil cinema reviewer, uh, you know, uh, from the uh, <laughs> perspective of the background, you know, your uh, education and training, and if I can call it uh, Peter English, you write flowery essays. So are you really surprised where you are now? Uh, see, I look at it as... Uh... I don't look at it as Tamil film reviews. I, I, I think, you know, I, I think I, I'm somebody who communicates, who writes about uh, Southern films for a larger audience. Uh, 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 there are already, there's already this big, uh, you know, supply happening of Tamil reviews for the Tamil population or Telugu reviews for the Telugu population or Marathi reviews for the Marathi population. But I think as films go international, uh, as we have OTT platforms and all that, I think I think it becomes necessary to talk about uh, Indian films uh, in uh, in English because that's that's the common language even within India and without. So uh, you know, after Joint Film Companion, I started writing about Malayalam films, and so many people from Bombay say that they they learn about these films from my writings because otherwise they wouldn't know. Uh, that these films exist. Of course, now there are, I mean, writing, not my writings only, but you know, there are people who write about all these films in English. So, so I think there is a genuine, uh, you know, need for that. And I didn't create this need because already people were writing about Tamil films in English. There was the Hindu, there was the Express, uh, there were, uh, you know, a couple of other places that they were doing that. Um, and I think I, I really just told myself that why should I write movies for other people? Why can't other people, you know, read what I thought about them? That's really the only difference, I think, in the way I approach people. Not the language so much as the, the attitude, because I never subscribe to the idea of one person being a recommender for, a, for, a, for something like a movie or a book or, or like anything, like a piece of music, uh, because I have never... Uh, been convinced by that, uh, you know, some of my uh, favorite films nobody else likes, some people that, movies that others like, I might not like. Uh, uh, it's not like, uh, uh, like, a, like an appliance, like a refrigerator you buy at Amazon where uh, if, if uh, you know, I buy it and I find that it checks all the boxes and it uses electricity well and it's highly likely that the same refrigerator, if you buy it, it's going to fulfill the same uh, you know, we're going to do the same things. That's not how art works. Uh, so I've never found this whole 
uh, star rating or, or, or thing very useful. Uh, so I think that's what, you know, so, so in a way, I guess all these things that you said, hopefully in a, in a, a positive way, this, this, this education background and all that, uh, hopefully that, that kind of gave me the, the, the confidence that there existed a population out there that, uh, that would want to read something like this. Uh, um, and I guess that's, that's been true, right? So, you know. Okay. Now, the, the first question is this, right? So uh, when Kumar and I started, uh, we wanted it to be a personal conversation. So we could express what we thought about a movie uh, right. with some sort of liberty. Uh, that, you know, like still would have existed when you were in the blog format. But when you went mainstream, so did you feel compelled to, you know, sort of uh, tone down your opinions about a particular movie? That's where I uh, thought about the attention and the adulation part of this whole process. Uh, see, I, I I don't know. It's, I think I think if you're calling me on this show, it's also because you guys are somewhat like me. Uh, you know, uh, a, a large portion of the of the Tamil movie watching population probably doesn't even know I exist. Uh, they don't know. They don't know about me or read my reviews. Uh, or now that I'm on video, maybe some of them are watching it. But uh, you know, it's like a, uh, the attention comes because I think you make uh, people. Some people, I guess, begin to stand out because of the things that they do. It's always difficult to predict how you know you. Uh, it's like basically trying to predict why somebody becomes a star and somebody else doesn't. You know something about their work clicks with the readers. And uh, I mean, I, I can't really, that's really for the readers to say because I was very, very firm that this was the type of review that I wanted to do. And uh, we have uh, enough creators here who are working uh, because one of my big passions has been mainstream cinema. And uh, I've always wondered why aren't we talking about you know, the great things, uh, uh, like even when you talk about a movie like Udari Pokal or, or any of Balchandar's films, why is it always so superficial? Why is it just so, oh, Nallakadar, like it's a good story or, you know, it's, 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 it's like a good moral or something like that. I mean, there are so many, why isn't anybody talking about the shots, the cinematography, the, the way something is staged, the, the cinematic aspects of it, right? It's like everybody usually talks about it like they're talking about a, like a novel or something like a, like a story, you know, like there's nothing uh, beyond that, but there were people using the medium. And I felt very strongly that, that, that needs needed to be uh, discussed, you know, come, come to the mainstream because mainstream cinema is what all of us consume. Uh, you know, what I watch at Cannes and Venice and all these film festivals is like 1.1% of people maybe end up watching like two, three years after those films, uh, you know, are released or whatever they probably torrent them or, uh, wait for them to come. I think now Portrait of a Lady on Fire is on one of the OTT platforms. So, you know, some, some movies do end up like that, but most of them end disappear. So the mainstream cinema is what we watch. Uh, so for me, uh, I, I wanted to be a chronicler of mainstream cinema. That's always been a big passion of mine because I've always felt that even when it comes to songs, there are so many traditions that we have that haven't been... Uh, uh, documented properly, and I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm doing it a great job of it or whatever. But I'm just saying that that the thing that that the respect given to mainstream cinema that I found in uh, foreign reviewers, like American film critics or uh, British film critics, 
uh, I didn't find that in India. They at best looked at it as, you know, not bad, something, you know, like it was like something to be tolerated. Whereas, you know, when they'd go to like uh, an English film and rave about it and uh, it would be like, there would be no attempt to understand the culture in which it was made, the audience for whom it was made, nothing. And I've always found that a little problematic because you can't evaluate Carnatic music the way you evaluate Western classical music. They are two very different dance forms, uh, art forms. So, you know, so I just, that was my real impetus because I read a lot of that kind of criticism from the West. And I was like, why isn't anybody doing this here? Can I do this? Is it possible for me to uh, start writing like this? That really was what got me going. Uh, we are in continuation with the previous question. I would just want to ask you about democratization of movie reviews. Earlier only probably uh, people associated with the movie industry or magazines would talk about movies or we would talk about it at home. There was no concept of say a movie reviewer uh, before you or Rajiv Masan who came into limelight, Anupama Chopra maybe, who came into limelight uh, through news channels or whatever medium or through blogs. Um, but now people like us are able to come on YouTube or podcast and talk about it. So is, has that diluted it in any way or has it helped it? Or what is your view on this whole, uh, you know, democratization? So first of all, you have to define what a movie review is, right? Like 90% of the people who read my reviews are probably going to think, oh my God, this is so long and so boring and so dense. I don't want to read it. So like who's like, like I know that uh, I'm not trivializing my audience. I'm saying that, Yes, I do have an audience, I do have a following, but it's a very small niche following, right? Uh, but what are the majority looking for? They're looking for word of mouth recommendations to watch a movie. They don't care how it's lit or you know what, what, how the scene is staged or whatever it is. They're like, should I go watch this movie? I don't have the time, I don't have the energy, should I go watch this film? I cater to probably the people who watch the film because they want to watch Oh, it's this director's film, so I'm going to watch it. I, I probably cater to that audience. Uh, the rest of the audience, I think this democratization has really helped because it's taken away the burden of recommendation from the critic. I no longer have to even try to, uh, at least earlier, I would kind of try to make, make it seem that, you know, even within my subjectivity, I would try to say, well, you know, this is like something is good or excellent or something like that. I don't have to do that anymore because uh, what I was talking about the Amazon reviews earlier, that's happening on social media. So right. if everybody bashes a film, uh, people know that they don't want to go watch it. If everybody praises a film, they know that you know they want to watch it. So uh, that's actually become a good thing. And I think it's really good that this democratization has happened in every form because like TikTok, right? Uh, I don't know what the current, uh, whether it's banned or not yet banned. I don't know what is happening right now. Uh, but, but what I'm saying is it gave so many people the chance to express their artistic abilities. Uh, when I say artistic, I don't necessarily mean one kind of art, right? Somebody might have been great at doing cartwheels. Somebody might have been terrific at, at you know, nonstop burping. I don't know. But, you know, entertainment can come in in many kind of forms, you know, like, like, you know, in, in a movie, when you see a slapstick kind of thing, it's not always classy, right? It's like, there are some very low forms of humor that we love watching because it's so funny and it's so physical. And it's like, it gets us like, like a, the primal parts of us that is not sophisticated. It gets us laughing. I think it's amazing that, that TikTok enabled that. And I think similarly, it's, uh, 
it's it's amazing that that so many people have been empowered by social media to uh, they don't have to get a job in media houses they can just uh, uh, you know kind of uh, uh, go out there and put out an opinion uh, is it fa- a fair opinion which is what some people ask in the film industry it's like you know what qualifications do you have um, i don't know because most people uh, don't really uh, uh, you know for them they develop followings of their own burst based on their personalities and uh, if you are looking for fairness then this is probably not any uh, industry uh, which is out there in the open like that like a very visible industry there's no such thing as fairness so you just have to accept it and move on just following up on that question br uh, how much of a pull or how much of an influence to current social media reviewers or influencers have on a movie's performance uh, because in between there was even a talk that you know people shouldn't review a movie for 3 uh, days after release i mean yeah. i was assuming that was for uh, you know reviewers like you or for magazines or uh, news channels but otherwise how how much of an influence do you think uh, the actual social media influencers have quite a bit see because uh, again uh, uh, you know most people look for word of mouth and word of mouth spreads like wildfire on social media i have been in movie screenings where 10 minutes into a movie the person next to me has whipped out his phone and has started tweeting about how bad a movie is uh, you can't help watching it or seeing it because the phones now are quite big and when the light really fills the uh, thing uh, so yeah so social media plays a huge role in how a film is perceived and if people decide that this is a film that i'm going to rip apart that's god help the filmmaker because uh, that's going to happen uh hopefully where people like us step in is because we are not uh interested in either like we're not interested in that whole ripping apart of a movie you know that's that's not what what you want to do you want to talk about the movie and unless it's really really bad yeah maybe you'll have some fun just tearing it apart but otherwise you're just trying to see what works what doesn't you're trying to you know see what what could have been the journey of the film as it was made and trying to see uh, whether it worked or not so i think that moderate temperate uh, thing become easier for us because there are other people taking care of the recommendation aspects of a film uh, but 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 one thing i must say is that uh, uh, you know it's very nice to see numbers happening because we are not an especially uh, uh, we are not a very reader friendly country uh so when when you look at the numbers and digital you get to know the numbers that reviews are doing these are good numbers we get at film companions so i think yeah maybe the reading population is still kind of hanging around there you know reading some of our stuff i was not very happy when i heard that uh, pr would migrate from the blog medium or the print medium to the audio visual medium okay uh, it's, it's 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 the charm of reading a book versus you know watching a movie But looks or, like or an audio book yeah yeah it's an audio book but looks like you have taken very well to the new medium as well so i am not complaining anymore but how was the transition from uh, your end uh i think it was a difficult transition i think it's only of late that i've eased up in front of the camera so to speak uh it takes a while uh because uh 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 to be fluent uh, you know in front of uh, like when people are watching you it's not that easy uh, at least i like for me i mean i'm i'm sure there are people for whom it comes very easily uh, 
but i think i think that has also helped me because people start now today a lot of people who watch me and didn't know about me earlier they come they started reading and uh, the audience has expanded in a way because i think i'd already gotten a good reading audience through the writing alone but now i've gotten like more audience because of these videos and the transition has has been uh see i would say that everybody today uh, anybody who wants to be taken seriously uh, uh has to be on video when i mean taken seriously what i mean is it doesn't mean see my my video reviews are basically like appetizers right uh, they you cannot i it's like a 2 3 minute condensation of what i write in the review but that's still necessary that's almost like like a like there are people who say uh i like to read a review after i watch a film so uh i watch the video review get a general sense of what you're saying go watch the film and then come and read the text review so it works in a very strange kind of symbiosis keeps happening but i'm not complaining because uh you know even at a personal level i think see i've been with hindu the express for 6 years and hindu for 6 years i think sometimes you know you you look for a little bit of change and when digital happens i remember like my blog was filled with oh my god br how could you do this and I was like it was almost like i done something personal to them and i was like dude it's just a job change deal with it it's not some you know i'm not really migrating to siberia or you know, something like that you know but the way people reacted really took me by surprise and 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 uh, i think they had associated digital with uh, maybe gimmickiness uh, i don't know what uh, 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 you know i don't know how they think but one of the real pleasures for me uh, get going digital has been uh, doing interviews uh i think that has been really really interesting because i i uh, i always liked interviewing people uh, uh you know in print uh, uh and and this has been a kind of an extension of that so that has been a very very uh useful thing for me a very interesting thing for me and it really keeps me going yeah but now that you're in film companion and doing all a, a lot of this video stuff it, it's it's really all the innovative stuff you're doing is really great like you're doing different things like uh, you had run this ask br series on uh, you know uh, a specific actor or the anniversary yeah, of a movie yeah, yeah. or a specific movie that's been a cult movie then you had this uh, flashback series i, I clearly remember uh, so this shankara barna movie you had done a flashback yeah, yeah so i shankara barna was on my watch list for a while but after watching that video i i didn't think that i would want to watch the movie because the themes and the acting the camera work everyone everything was captured so beautifully then i think you also did something called a mean comments uh, reaction yeah, to that yeah, yeah, yeah. so and and then there's obviously the round table right so so what how do these ideas come out like what is the thought process and how do you execute it uh, i think it's just basically try to make things interesting for people that's always been my the what i try to do in writing because i think i think one of the biggest uh uh things that that you get from a reader is their time you know if you're going to read a review of my of mine you're giving me probably 5 minutes of your life to read that review 5 minutes that you will never get back and uh i'm not going morbid with this i'm just trying to say something uh so what i'm saying is this these so it it I take that very seriously. I want to fill those five minutes with uh, 
engaging stuff that you don't feel that you wasted those five minutes coming to me. Of course, it doesn't always work out that way, but that's 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 what I try to do. That that if I analyze something, it should be serious. If I if I what what I mean by serious is I should really really I should not say acting is good. I should say the acting is good because and take out one maybe one particular scene and point out why it is good so that you get an insight about you know why I think the acting is good. Otherwise. That statement has no meaning. That if I just say somebody's acting is good, mm. so I really value the time that that somebody goes and and it in reverse. Like when I'm spending x amount of time on a book, and if the author is boring me fun, I'm spending x amount of time on a piece of music or whatever it is. I want some value for that for that time I'm spending. And for me, that that's always been a principle that 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 uh, I've learned that that you know try to engage them. You can't always entertain the reader, but at least you should try to engage the reader so that they feel that they've gotten uh, value for the time that they spend and that that leads to these formats also because you want to keep uh, you know uh, engaging them in different ways because some people who read my text reviews might find the video reviews very banal uh, some people who read uh, who who don't like reading reviews or watching reviews they might be interested in an ask we are kind of q and a kind of format so it just depends. Uh, the the flashback. Thank you so much for mentioning that because those take a lot of work. Me, I'm an editor. We sit and it takes a lot of time to do those those videos. Uh, but they don't really do all that well in terms of uh, views. I mean, they do well. I mean, I'm not saying they do badly, but compared to the other stuff, they don't do all that well. So you have to kind of try to engage different. Uh, like let's say Film Companion is like a studio. I have to put out an Avengers movie for the mass. I have to put out a, like something else for the, you know, like, like different types of movies. I have to put out this kind of stuff, that kind of stuff. So that I try to cover an audience base uh, as much as possible. So we keep trying formats. And the lovely thing about digital is if one particular format doesn't work, you can drop it. You know, nobody's like, uh, you do two, three episodes of something. And if it doesn't work, you can ditch it and keep going on. You don't need to... Uh, you're not committed to uh, it as well. A couple of questions back. You mentioned that you loved during, doing your interviews. So I, I, I've been, we've been watching some of these interviews and, and they're gold, I have to tell you. Uh, you. Especially the most recent one that I watched, uh, which was with Mari Selvaraj, right? Uh, yeah. Part one and part two, they were, they were like brilliant. Uh, so Pariram Permar watching that and then listening to Mari Selvaraj as to about his experiences, how everything came about, was just fantastic. So specific, so these interviews have uh, such a fluidity to them. Uh, so, I mean, obviously there is editing and all of that stuff. So how are these interviews, how do you prepare for these interviews? How do you set up? How do you run it? Very interested to know and uh, excited to know how that goes about. See, like, let's say um, you're a mathematician, right? Uh, there will, if you are belong, if you belong to a newspaper, Let's say a famous Srinivas uh, Ramajan uh, is visiting town. They will send, if, if he needs to be interviewed, they will, the newspaper will only send a person who has studied that field or who knows that field. But when it comes to movies, uh, if an actor is visiting and if X, is, if X journalist is not available, they'll send, send Y. If Y is not available, they'll send Z. You know, it's, it's a, it becomes an interchangeable. What I'm trying to say is that first of all you have to have movies as a specialization that 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 thing should be in your head that that means that 
you have a set of questions prepared, but if that person is taking you somewhere, you should have enough in you that, that will take you uh, over there. So unconsciously, rather without my knowing it, from the age of, I don't know, 15 or 16, I've been filling myself up with all these things because I had no idea I was going to become a painter. I was just so interested in this that I would read everything from Chidanandas Kupta to this to that to I'd be watching Benegal, I'd be watching Keval Chandra, I'd be watching everything. So this, all that inadvertently, you know, just seeped into me. And so I think what I'm trying to say is that half of, half of doing a good interview is just being there. Being there and being alive to the conversation and being interested in the conversation enough to kind of let this person uh, know that your interest is coming through. And once that interest, they see that interest, right? All people are looking for, in my experience, all people that are looking for is, the, is to know that this other person is interested in what they have to say. And once that, that chemistry, if that's the word for it, is established, it really becomes easy. Which is not to say that you, know, you don't prepare or whatever it is, but that's really the secondary part. That's the physical part which anybody would do. I would do that for a print interview. I would do that for a, anything. Like, like you know, I will, before watching a movie, I might just go to Wiki and, and check out what has this, this director, what did they do last or, you know, that kind of stuff. But the preparation is important. I don't deny that. But the idea is to keep filling yourself up over the years with all kinds of movie-related information so that when this person takes you on this journey, uh, you are there. Uh, because you cannot otherwise interject with the right things you cannot respond with the, oh yeah, that shot right there, that yeah, yeah, I remember now. You know, that kind of stuff won't happen otherwise. You can't dream it up on the spot. You know, you have to know that. And uh, 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 that, that's really what I would say. I know I'm, I'm, I'm not giving you a clear process as such, uh, but that's really how I see it. Hello everyone, thank you for watching part one of our interview with Bharadwaj Rankan. We will soon be uploading part two of the interview in the same channel. Stay tuned for further updates and have a great day. Bye.